Hello and welcome to Enneagram and Coffee, the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, and I am so happy to have coffee with you today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast today. I am so excited to bring you another IGTV kind of double-purposed episode so that those of you who are not as active on Instagram but do listen to the podcast can have access to this kind of content as well. So just a heads up, I'm going to be hopping into kind of IGTV language in just a second. Um, But before I do, I wanted to give you a warning that I am still working from home, so you might hear home-like sounds. You might hear my family kind of in the house. You might hear neighborhood sounds, things like that. So just be warned. If the sound quality is a little bit different, that is why. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and hop into the IGTV episode. Thank you guys for joining me. Hello, everybody. I wanted to come over and just have a chat about kind of what the state of the world is like right now. Um, You know, I think it's helpful when we're content creators can have honest discussions about kind of what it looks and feels like. And I don't know about you, but I'm personally experiencing a little bit of content burnout, not on the creative side of things, but on the receiving end of things. Um, It kind of feels like Everybody has a thought and an opinion right now, you know, how you should be, how you should not be, and not even just on t- in terms of like what the CDC says we're supposed to be doing, but more so on how we're supposed to be handling this emotionally. You know, there's very loud voices saying we should be productive during this time. We could write our next great novel. There are other voices who are saying, how dare you say that we should write our next great novel and that instead we should be grieving. And I think all of them are are right. And I think that's where we get a little bit messy, right? Is the prescribing what we need to other people. And I just wanted to come over and just say like, first of all, isn't it loud right now? The internet, isn't it loud? There's a lot. And I think it can feel like every piece of content we're consuming is kind of also something that we're supposed to respond to, right? We're supposed to adjust our life in response to what we see. And I hope that if you take nothing else away from from us hanging out today, is that you have that permission to not feel responsive, to not feel like it's yours at all. But I also wanted to have a little bit of a conversation about, you know, what is self-care right now? And then what is potentially self-fixing? And I think that we can talk about that in terms of when we, we follow this content, right? We're seeing all this content about how we're supposed to be, what we should do, what we're, we need to do, what's possible for us right now. And I think that the, a really good way to filter that noise, all of this content we're kind of consuming, is to ask ourselves, is this something that I am thinking is good for me because it's for me, right? Does it feel like it's going to help me to feel the way I want to feel in my life? Or is it because I think there's something wrong with me that I need to fix, And I think that that's a subtle distinction, but I think it's a really important distinction that we can be clear with ourselves about, is this necessary for me right now? You know, I think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how, you know, self-actualization is kind of at the top, right? After we've built all of this foundation of safety, then we can get to this element of really being able to think about ourselves existentially and like what we're doing, how we're showing up. And Enneagram work kind of lives in that self-actualization place. Right now, our country, our world is in a time of crisis. We may not be up here at the top of the pyramid dealing with kind of higher level thought patterns. 
And so I want to give you a little bit of a reprieve. I want to offer you an opportunity to take a breath, to relax, to recognize that maybe this isn't the time that we're going to do our most actualized work. And that's okay. It's totally fine. We can trust ourselves to continue to show up. We can trust ourselves to get back to the good work sooner than later. The times that I hope that you hold on to the Enneagram wisdom right now is when it is in service of your best interest or those that you are in close proximity to. What I mean by that is how can we notice our patterns and then potentially choose different patterns because we know that we're safe and we know we're okay in terms of our ability to be loved and welcomed. It's not always that easy, right? Especially right now. Um, So I think I want to encourage you to give yourself grace in this time. As I've said, like this work isn't necessarily for right now and that's okay. And remember that it can be self-care so it can help you to feel the way you want to feel in your life or to love the people in your life the way that you want to love them. Or it can be self-fixing where you feel like you're fixating on the fact that there are things that are wrong with you and what if you don't fix them? And if you don't fix them, then what's going to happen? And you know, there's a subtle difference there. And I, and I hope that that's, that you can recognize that in your own patterns and your own life. Unnecessary fixing right now may not be serving you. What can serve you is the noticing, the recognizing. And I want to talk a little bit about what that noticing can look like. So if we can notice how our type structure is showing up at this time. So And I think that, you know, doing that in terms of the lines as well. So how is my number showing up? If you're, you know, for me as a type seven, if I think too long about how long we might be here, it can really get me worked up. So I have, I can own, I don't need to know the end of this, right? I can, I can live in this moment. I can be present here because my ability to plan for a positive future, not quite there right now. So how can I stay present in the good that is here? Then you can notice your stress move. So, okay, I also might be showing up for me as a seven a lot like a one right now. I can get very particular about how the house looks and feels. I can get really particular about what I'm doing to show up. I can feel pressure to show up consistently every day and just like be really good at my job. And some days, you know what? I might not be able to, and that's gotta be okay. And if I can label it, Oh, it's so much easier. If I can say, oh, that's my seven rearing up. I can relax into this. I don't have to fix her. I just don't have to operate out of that space, right? I can choose to operate out of a different space. And the easiest way for me to do that is to just notice and name her. I call her her. You can call, you can call it it. You can call it, just as long as it's not you, it's separate from you. This type structure is not who you are. It is this thing that you feel like you have to be. It's a persona that we put on because we think we that's what we have to be in order to be loved, accepted, welcome, okay, successful, whatever it is we feel like we have to be. Our type structure is our method for getting those things. So I can notice, okay, I'm feeling bored and that boredom is agitating me. You know, I, I feel antsy. I want to buy things online or I want to escape this feeling. I can say like, oh, there you are. Like, there's a seven. I can greet it like an old friend. Okay, I know you. We know each other. This doesn't always work for us, this dynamic. And so I can see you. I can recognize you. I can welcome you. And I don't have to let you control the decisions that I make. 
Hopefully that makes sense. Now, I wanted to also talk a little bit about what has helped me in this time. If I can give you any reprieve. Again, I want to remind you, this is what has worked for me. It may not work for you, and that's 100% okay. You may not want to get help right now. You may not want to feel better, and I honor that and respect that. Again, we're not at the top of the pyramid right now. We're doing our best. But things that have helped me, the first one is accepting what we're working with, really being okay with the fact that we're in a season of unknown. I don't know what is going to come tomorrow. I don't know when this is going to end. And really recognizing that this is beyond my control. The reason that this has been helpful is because the sooner that I can accept what I'm working with, the sooner I can start to really make what's real here and now better for me. If I hold on to being able to change it, being able to escape it, thinking that, you know, soon we'll get out of it, that kind of thinking will keep me in this kind of waiting space where this time, right here, right now, I can just let it be really icky and negative and gross and feel really bad. And I can have the kind of mindset that doesn't serve me in the long term because it's going to be over soon or it can't be like this forever. And while I think that's true, I think it will be over sooner than hopefully we realize, but it also is our reality right now. And so the sooner I can accept that this is my reality, the sooner I can thrive in this reality. For me, that looks like having a routine, a very loose open routine because I think the tighter I try to grab onto the routine, the more unlikely it is it's going to happen and the more shame, guilt, frustration I feel. But a loose routine where it's like I have, you know, just a few things I I promise myself I'm going to do every day, whether that's spend some time outside or get three things done at my job, whatever it is, just some sort of something, some reason to wake up in the morning, some reason that Monday's different than Tuesday, that just having a little bit of a plan helps me out a lot. But I'm not going to do that if I don't accept that this may be a long game. This may not be a sprint. You know, this may be a marathon. So how can I make this as good as possible? Second, this kind of, I kind of alluded to this in the first one, but is presence. How can I be as present as possible in this moment? So I'll say as my type structure, it wants to escape into the future. It wants to think about, okay, yes, I can't travel right now. I'm canceling all these trips, but in the future, I have trips coming. But other types, you guys are more inclined to maybe go into the past and focus on, you know, past pain, past frustration, past hurt. Other types go into the future in terms of, oh, how, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to fix this? What could go wrong? So I will say if we can be as present as possible in this moment most of us are okay, right? Like if you're listening to me right now, you're okay. I can't guarantee you your okayness in the future. I don't know what your past has been like, but you right now in this moment, you are safe. You're alive. You have breath in your lungs. This is okay. A lot of anxiety, right? It lives in the future because it is what we're worried about happening. It's what could possibly happen. So if we can bring ourselves here, the here and now, we can just recognize what's real in this moment because this is the only thing we know. We're not fortune tellers, you know? So one of my favorite presence practices is just checking in with my senses. Um, What do I see, smell, taste, hear, and feel that are positive? Um, For me, it's, you know, what are some pleasurable things that I'm, I'm experiencing in this exact moment? Because again, this is the reality of what we're working with. The next thing, again, is structure. Structure's been a huge thing for me. 
I, for the first week, lived without structure. I let myself just do and feel and be, and I think that's necessary and needed. I will say that that led to a lot of anxiety and depression for me, a lot of sadness, um, a lot of feeling lost and aimless. I watched some like really sad TV and that TV kind of like infiltrated me. Um, I don't know, raise your hand in the comments if you're an empath, but like what we watch on TV as an empath, like it impacts us. And maybe there's muscles to build around that, that like make that less substantial. I personally don't think it's the time for me to try and build those muscles. I'm just trying to survive. So I will say that what's helped me has been positive structure. Again, like I talked about earlier, loose structure. So what are three things I'm going to get done today for my job? How do I want to start my morning? For me, um, I've started my morning almost every day as long as it's been warm enough. Having my coffee outside, it gives me like a chance to breathe the fresh air a chance to listen to the birds. It's just like a good thing I can look forward to every day in a season that could be potentially very challenging for me. The next thing that I've talked about a little bit or I want to talk about is shrinking my expectations. So how do I lower what I expect from this time from myself? Like this kind of goes back to that like I'm probably not going to be the most productive that I've ever been. And in fact, I have cut all my to-do lists down to like half. I'm only doing essential work that I have to do to keep things afloat and then things that feel inspiring to me. It's like this video for me is I feel connected. I wanted to make it, so I made it. But it's non-essential, so it didn't have to happen. So only doing the essentials and then I've cut, I've really cut my task list down by half. I know a lot of you guys don't work for yourself. And so you might have to have a conversation with your boss about what expectations are right now and what expectations feel reasonable. If that's an environment that you have at your workplace, I hope that you do. I know a lot of you aren't even working from home right now. You're, you have to go into work. And so for you guys, I would say, what can you do? How much can you limit the expectation you have of yourself when you are home? How can you support yourself by lowering your expectations in your home environment? The other thing is I think a lot of it can be both, um, a lot of both and. So how can you grieve and experience joy? How can you let yourself experience the truth of your emotions and also intentionally build in self-care structures that support you in the long term? How can you not expect yourself to be the most productive that you've ever been, but also not shut down the idea that maybe you get a creative impulse and you can follow that? It doesn't have to be one or the other. I think a lot of the content that's kind of burning us out right now is this language of like, you must, you should, you have to, if you don't, then da 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 um, kind of all this like black and white, right and wrong. And I think it's, it's both, it's and, it's both and, you know, sometimes you're going to, some days you're going to have a little bit of extra space and clarity and maybe you'll feel creative and what a joy. Some days, maybe you just need to cry. Some days, maybe you just need to grieve. Maybe you just need to put on a sad movie and let it yourself feel whatever you're feeling. Both are okay. Both are normal. Both are expected. And again, I just want to remind you that at the end of the day, You're the decider for your self-care process, and I hope that you're able to really think through, is this serving me? Is this how I want to feel in my life? Is this helping me to have the experience that I want to have day to day to day? Or am I trying to do all of these things because I feel like I'm failing if I don't do them? Do I not do those things and still feel like I'm failing because I'm not doing them? 
how can you really focus on the quarantine experience that you want to have and accepting your circumstances. So for some of you guys, that's going to be, yeah, I still go to work every day. And how can I accept that that's my reality and still choose to feel the way I want to feel, still choose things outside of the things that are outside of my control to feel the way I want to feel. And for others of us, we're home all day and we maybe feel boxed in, locked up. Um, How can we create an environment that allows us to feel the way we want to feel inside and outside of the things that we can and cannot control. So I hope this is helpful. I hope that it doesn't add to the noise in your life, but allows you to kind of figure out how to eliminate a little bit of that, that noise. And as always, I'm like, so grateful that you're here. This work is amazing. I love what I do. And I hope that the Enneagram for you right now is a source of support and love and not a source of shame. Thank you.